from MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Java Chapman here with Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. And on today's show, we will talk about the tiny house movement with architect and founder of Tiny House Life Space, James Polk. Also, we have Matt Walden here who's going to help us uh, uh, explore tiny houses. Based in Prentice, they are bringing the concept of living big in a small space. With most tiny houses between 100 and 400 square feet, this morning we will learn the true meaning of maximizing what you have. And as always, we are here to help with your home improvement questions. So join the conversation by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 here on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Jason Klein this morning. Also got my good friend Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. And today we're taking a step into the tiny house movement. We have architect and founder of Tiny House Life Space, James Polk. Also, we have project manager Matt Walden here in uh, the studio with us, and we're going to talk about tiny houses. They're based in Prentice and are bringing the concept of living big in a small space. Most uh, tiny houses are between 100 and 400 square feet, and if you have not ever uh, looked online at the inside of a tiny house, you can you can get a lot inside 100 and 400 square feet. You don't have to have the, the big mansion to live big, and we're going to talk all about that this morning. Uh, but as always, Dale, how you doing today, man? Oh, blessed to be here, man. Yeah, we're missing our we're missing our uh, compadres, uh, Jeff and Jason. They're not co- uh, quite playing hooky, but they're not here this morning. Okay, out <laughs> on assignment. That's okay. Yeah, you know they got they got some things things to do. Um, Jason is uh, actually being the, the great father that he is. It's graduation season, award season. His daughter is uh, having, I believe, class day today. So you oh, know, wow. I always got to uh, show you support. But uh, Dale, with this good weather we've been having, if if that's what you can call it, I know it's just kind of hot outside. Uh, what you what you been working on, man? Well, right now it's a great time for me to be finishing up a couple projects. <clears throat> They've been going on, seem like forever. I um, took on the task of remodeling two bathrooms at one time, so we are coming to a close with that. Thank God, and uh, we finished painting up a house this week and uh, several other projects. Just um, closing out, getting uh, making room for new things so we can uh, stay in this heat as long as we got it. Yeah, I know um uh, it's supposed to be a, a couple a couple rain clouds uh later on this week but um it seems like we we skipped the little spring season. Oh yeah. For, <laughs> straight to summer. Straight to summer. It's 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 kind of kind of hot out there um and uh I don't know if that's affecting y'all James and uh and Matt. How how are you guys doing this morning? Doing great. Yeah, we uh, really really appreciate you guys uh coming in. I know um uh Jason, 
he met you, James, at the <clears throat> excuse me at the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Home Show. Right, right. Uh, we met down there and talked a little bit, and he was excited about uh, having us on. And this is a good time to do it. Yeah, and I'm, I really, I know he's uh, kind of disappointed that he had to miss today's show because he just told me he was like, "Man, we need to try to get James on uh, about the tiny houses, man. The tiny houses. You got this is <laughs> it's, it's amazing." And uh, I've, I've always seen, I guess, the shows like on HGTV or something like that where they talk about the tiny houses but um it's amazing what you can do with tiny houses yeah people are blown away you see a little house sitting out there and uh you go in and uh then all of a sudden everything's there and that's the design challenge is to get uh completely usable space not just space but highly usable space and uh organize it so that it's uh it's uh made for living uh it's uh it's uh, something that I've been working on for quite a while. I've um, I've, I've been an architect for thirty years and uh, uh, worked on a lot of different kind of buildings. But this is really a passion of mine, and so I took the plunge. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you did. Are there any other? Uh, I guess maybe uh, I want to say your competition, but any other tiny house manufacturers in in the state? I think we're pretty much it. Okay. Right now, tiny houses are really popular in on the West Coast and Denver, Austin, uh, Nashville, other metropolitan areas. But uh, in Mississippi's coming along, and uh, we're a Mississippi company. We use a lot of Mississippi materials, and uh, proud to be in Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi. Matt's from Mississippi. And, and Mississippi bit, State grads, right? Right, Mississippi yeah, State both. School of Architecture, okay. both. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Uh, we, you know, we promote Mississippi uh, to the fullest. Mississippi is our mission here at MPB uh, Think Radio, and we actually have an early caller um, on the line. Want to talk about tiny houses? But if you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about tiny houses this morning, and we want to start the conversation off with John Indicator. Good morning. Hello. Yeah, what do you have for us, John? Something about you got talking about the sod on the tiny house? What's going on? Uh, well, they, they're working on the tiny house of mine. Uh, Hi, John. Hey. Oh, y'all know John. Hey, John. Okay. <laughs> right, we've got John's tiny house in the tiny. factory right now. <laughs> Dude, what was that? I said we've got, we've got your, your, your house in the factory working on it right now. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling, John. Well, I wanted to find out if you're gonna, when you're going to do the siding on it. The siding. Oh, the siding yeah, on the tiny the... house. Okay, not the side. Oh, my mistake. The siding. Uh, you want to talk about that? Oh, uh, sure. Um, we've actually, on John's house, we're going to have uh, two different materials. And um, on the top, it's going to be basically a corrugated metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got a um, kind of a formed um, plastic siding uh, molding. Uh, that resembles um, like a stone. Okay. And, oh, wow. And uh, so he don't have to worry about no rod or nothing like that. Oh no, not at all. Wow. So yeah. is this is, is I guess our ex is this a custom job <laughs> this, for John or is this kind of maybe this is a, a standard? Absolutely custom. We uh, working with John. To, it's a one of a kind, actually. Okay. Wow. And uh, uh, solar panels. Oh, We've man. got how many solar panels do we have up there on uh, the twenty one. Uh, oh, wow. On the roof, and then we're actually going to have some additional ones that will be able to be attached uh, 
to the side of the house as well. So with uh, with the tiny house, well, thank you, John, for uh, calling this morning, and hopefully they uh, <laughs> get you <laughs> get you your tiny house when you when you want it. And I know you're moving as fast as you can, uh, <laughs> but uh, sounds like he's excited. He's ready right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. he is, he is, and and <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> as far as it being a custom house, uh, John, this is one of the clients to where he came to us with um, a preset, or not a preset, but his own plan and, and mm-hmm. a, a lot of his own ideas. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people do that, and we take those ideas and advise them as, as best as possible and kind of steer them into thinking uh, about things that they haven't possibly considered or, or you know, might not on their own. But really, that's our specialty is custom design. Uh, we're coming at it as uh, as architects. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, tiny house owners are uh, shops are founded by builders, and which is great, great uh, uh, craftsmanship. Uh, but our specialty is design, and we we custom design every even even our production models have some degree of custom design for every every client. So we can pretty much. Whatever you want. I, I've been a licensed architect for a long time and done every kind of building imaginable. Uh, Matt's done a lot of different kinds of buildings. We, we can do pretty much anything you want to do. Now that's what I that when um we learned that you were a, a licensed architect. I know sometimes people get into things and they usually want to go for the big, like you know, I want to design the next Empire State Building or the next <laughs> Sears Tower. But you went the opposite route. But it still can be. Uh, you used the word challenging um, with the tiny houses. Has anybody ever tried to come with you? Come to you? Uh, I guess with a custom, and you were like, well, I don't know if we can just. You're putting me on a challenge with it. <laughs> well, the, every every design project has its challenges and its parameters, and so we we uh, take those seriously. And uh, budget issues, and and uh, what people want, what people need, what they're going to use it for, and we use our expertise to to steer them in a in a positive direction, a direction that meets their needs. Because a lot of times people don't know ex- how to express exactly what they want they they might have seen something that they want and say well this is this is a picture of what i want and sometimes it's the closest thing that they've seen but we dig down and ask people you know what is it about that that you like uh what is it uh what are your needs how are you going to use this and we'll make some suggestions in terms of uh of, of helping people if they've got a set idea of a plan and then uh a lot of times too people will come to us and say uh okay i'll tell you what i need and you show me the plan that uh that uh, is the best and i can imagine with it with it being a tiny house um i guess such, i don't want to say small but uh, such a compact space you can do a lot a lot more customizations on a um um a economic footing instead of a uh, big mansion where you have to, you know, have these these deep pockets. There you go. You have to have <laughs> deep pockets to work to work the whole. The well, that's work, one of the things about a tiny space. house is that with a small footprint, it's going to be less than it, it. It'll be more per square foot because you've got everything packed in there and everything distilled in there. But it's going to be less than your typical twenty five hundred square foot house. And one of the things we like to say is, is you have a house note the size of a car note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, in my in my um, my uh, infinite Google uh, research, sixty eight of sixty eight percent of tiny house dwellers don't even have a mortgage. 
Yeah, um, right. Well, yeah. What um, I guess, what type of price range are we uh, talking about? Well, we we have an efficiency model that we've priced for uh, affordable to to a lot of people. Uh, it starts out at about twenty five thousand, and then it goes up uh, from there. Uh, uh, generally, probably the average price is fifty to sixty thousand for a house, and uh, it, and it's like a. Uh, a kitchen. You know, somebody says, well, how much does a kitchen cost? It depends on what you want. You know, you might say, okay, well, a kitchen could cost $15,000 or it could cost $200,000, depending on what you want. I see the tiny houses are a lot more affordable than a new truck. <laughs> you know, yeah. just price rise. You know, sometimes <clears throat> we see tiny houses going from here to there, and the truck <laughs> is more expensive yes. than the tiny house. Than the house. That's true. Yeah, uh, let's for uh, sure. Truck pulling it. <laughs> Go ahead and take our uh, first break for the hour. We have uh, James Polk and Matt Walden here with us from Tiny House Life Space. They're talking all about tiny house, the tiny house movement, and how you can live big and with a, a small footprint, not 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 too big, uh, one hundred. 400 square feet. If you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the break. And we're back. This is Fixing 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Also, we have Matt Walden and James Polk here in studio from Tiny House Life Space. We're talking about tiny houses here on the program. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back on our website, mpbonline.org, or you can download the podcast uh, or subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or downloading the MPB public media app. We were always, um, like I say, we have our, our best conversations off off the air, but we were talking about, I guess, the, the customizations uh, that you can have. Uh, John called about the siding. I saw that you can have choice of cedar shake, lamp, lap siding, board or batten. Uh, when it comes to the roof, you can have the metal or the shingles, uh, the floor, you can have the engineer wood or the bamboo uh, walls, wood paneling, painted or stained. So you basically can have this tiny house how you want it. Any way you want it. Yeah, anyway. And this beautiful, we're going to put this picture up on the um, uh, on the website. You sent me a picture. I think this is, I would say, maybe your show house. It's that's, a, that's a model home that we have uh, in Prentice. And uh, we welcome people to give us a call and schedule a trip. And uh, we'll give them a tour of a tiny house or two. Because in this in this house, I can also see a picture of the inside. I see um, what's that stainless steel um, uh, kitchen appliances. Right, right. <laughs> and if you'll notice too, there's a there's a butcher block countertop in there that we make ourselves, and uh, we collect That's woods, nice. uh, hundred year old heart pine wood, and cut it up and uh, make our own countertops, and it really makes the play. It warms the place up. And makes it a really nice feel to it. You'd be you'd be amazed at, at the number of people that walk into that house and and just intuitively, their hand immediately goes to the top of that <laughs> countertop. And it, it it begs to be you know touched. touched. It yeah. does. They're beautiful. It catches your because eye. Because good good design, you really need to feel it before you see it. Uh, you you experience the space by seeing it, but you 
But the real experience is feeling what, what, with all the senses. Now, with these tiny houses, um, do you have to be off the grid? I know you said with, uh, I mean, John, who's one of your customers, uh, was talking about he's going to have the um, the solar panels. Um, we, do can, you, we can do it on grid or off grid. Okay. Uh, we okay. can do it completely off grid with solar uh, uh, generator. Uh, do an RV plumbing system, so you're just completely off grid. Wheels, and no wheels. Wheels or no wheels. <laughs> right, and it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both as well. And wow, it's okay. whatever's appropriate. Uh, if you're not gonna, the the advantage of of wheels is mobility, but at the same time, there's a really tight envelope, eight and a half wide, thirteen and a half tall. Uh, if you're gonna have a house that's that's permanent. Uh, have it on the ground, but that leads me. Land. That leads me to my next question uh, about permitting. When you have these tiny houses, I don't. You know, you can. Can you just go anywhere, everywhere, and just set up? You have up to shop? look at the the local zoning codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if if it's on land, uh, then you're pretty safe. If you're unless there's a minimum square footage somewhere. If it's on wheels. Uh, most uh, most counties, you can have it outside a municipality, and municipality by municipality, they're going to govern whether you can have something with wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's all kinds of ways, even if, if uh, your local zoning code says no wheels, there's, there's, you, can, you can go for a variance. You can um, have a planned residential community where you've got a, uh, several tiny houses, and you go through the planning commission and uh, city council, and you get that approved. Uh, there, there are a lot of ways that 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 a tiny house on wheels can be legal uh, uh, just about anywhere. City of Jackson uh, had a meeting with them uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the mayor's real real excited about having some tiny houses in, and met with uh, uh, the uh, director of planning, and he's very willing to work with people uh, uh, with the existing code. I understand that they're going to be changing the uh, the zoning code here whole, wholesale in a year or so but right now he said look come to us with uh with the project and we'll try to figure out how to get it through so basically just check with your local office but if you pull up to a foreign place and you get a knock on your door it's you know it's you, it's, well, you need to, you need to just check with your local office check check with with your local uh permitting local local zoning officer uh, as architects, we we deal with uh, uh, planners all the time, and so we we can dive down into the zoning codes and and pretty quickly uh, tell you if you can or can't. So if you if you if you think you might want to, you might want to give us a call, and and we can make a phone call and or look at the zoning code online, and we can tell you what's what's there and what your options are. Okay, we're talking with uh, James Polk and Matt Walden from uh, Tiny House uh, Life Space. Go ahead, Dale. I was going to say, um, would you uh, pour a slab for this or, or leave it um, on the stands? You know, well, for a tiny house on land on a conventional foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do both, but uh, more likely you you would put it on piers. Okay, because what you're doing, you've got the plumbing that you got to hook up. Oh, okay. So you need to get up underneath and hook mm-hmm. the plumbing up. And electrical uh, connections easier, but the mainly the plumbing. If you got it on piers, then you get up under there and and hook it right on up. But it's not to say uh, it couldn't go on a slab either. Yeah, just have the plumbing already ran. Exactly. Okay. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a couple calls uh, lined up, and let's start with Mary in Grenada. Good morning, Mary. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing doing fine. Thank you for calling. What do you have for us? Well, I. I'm actually building a, a tiny house 
as well, but I'm right. building it out of natural materials. Mm. So I'm using straw bales and Ooh, cob. Yeah. And I'm wondering if y'all have any experience with that or if you're interested in getting more knowledge about natural building of tiny homes. You know, as a matter of fact, Mary, uh, I, th- this is James. Uh, th- I, I uh, uh, designed a straw bale and cob house up in uh, Wisconsin a few years ago. Oh, and cool. uh, actually, if you go to the Internet and uh, uh, type in uh, Earth Walls, there's a short film about that house. And it, it ha- the first half of the film is about cob, and the second half of the film is about uh, straw bale. So, uh, so yeah, I have a fair amount of experience in that. So do you have any specific questions on that? Oh, I mean, I just tuned in and heard y'all talking about this. And I um, went and worked on a farm in Michigan and learned how to build cob houses. I have this place called Straw Bell Studio up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of really excited that other people in Mississippi are thinking and talking about this. Because mine's completely off-grid, no working electricity, no plumbing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm just excited to nice. hear about y'all. Oh, well, that's a, that, that's, that's very um, a nice, uh, Mary. And if you don't mind, you can send us a a, a picture of your uh, natural house. <laughs> Fix it one oh one at mpbonline dot org and uh, show us show us how you're progressing. And, oh, I sure will. And I'd invite you to uh, go to our website at or our Facebook page, uh, our website uh, tinyhouselifespace dot com. And uh, get in contact with us, and uh, if, if we can help you with any of the technical aspects of that, we'll be, we'll be glad to. Yeah. yeah, that would be great, because I'm building it by myself, so mm-hmm. it's taking a really long time. Well, that's, that's <laughs> I'm actually going to forage for supplies right now. Um, but, but thanks for doing what you're doing and bringing something cool back to Mississippi and Hopefully, we'll have some tiny houses in Grenada soon. Yes. Well, if you find yourself in Prentice anytime, uh, definitely stop by and, and take a look. Yeah, we, sure will. We, we, Thank you. We like to build with uh, repurposed materials. We sometimes uh, we, we have we have a line of garden houses, and sometimes all of them, every every everything in in the garden house is a repurposed wood or window door. Etc. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. Well, thanks for calling uh, today, Mary. And uh, like I said, send us a picture, fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. Let's continue with the phones and let's go to Virginia in uh, Meridian. Good morning, Virginia. Good morning. How are you doing? We're talking about uh, tiny houses and what are you putting a tiny house on an existing property? Yes. Uh, as in the backyard of one of my children. They don't know it yet, but I, I believe I believe wondered, somebody talked about that earlier today. <laughs> yeah. I wondered about uh, hookups. Would you have your own hookups with plumbing and water and such, or would you take it from the main house? Well, it depends on how how far it is from the house. Uh, there, oh yeah, there, it's it's. Uh, I think you've got to look at the practicality of it. Uh, if okay, it, if it's if it's pretty far away, you might want your own hookups or septic or I don't however your system is laid out there. Uh, right. Um, right. So uh, how far is it from the main house? It wouldn't be 50 feet, I don't think. I'd go with the, the house utilities. Okay. Um, uh, another question. Okay, go ahead. Are these houses, uh, could they be made for homeless people and not be quite that expensive? Yes, 
In fact, uh, well, we we have a, a basic model that's uh, uh, twenty five thousand, and that, that's a retail price. And I think the right. the thing uh, that that really works on on a project like that is a barn raising, where you get a bunch of people together and you right. uh, you get some expertise involved, and and then you have a collection of people just come in for a weekend or a week and put it together. Okay, another question. Uh, how much of your work has anything to do with Sambo Mockby, who was from Meridian? You know, I, Sambo Mockby actually is a great inspiration of mine. Uh, okay. In fact, we, we, uh, I, I had him for a, a, a crit uh, in uh, – he was a, a guest lecturer and guest crit critic in, um, in architecture school, and, I, and so I got to know him. Uh, pretty well, okay. and his his work is 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 he's probably one of the two or three most inspirational people in my professional life. But we oh, that's have, wonderful to hear. We have a model that uh, that is a uh, sort of a butterfly uh, model with the roofs kind of going up, opposing each other. That was inspired yeah. by his butterfly house. Yes. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, Mockby well, was great. Well, thank you for your information, and uh, I look forward to seeing some tiny houses in Meridian. Yes, look forward to doing them. Thank you for uh, for calling, Virginia. If we could take a segue, who is uh, Sambo Mockby? Sambo Mockby, an architect uh, uh, in um, Mississippi. Uh, he was in Jackson for a while. I believe he was from Canton. But did she say okay. Meridian? Uh, but uh, I may be wrong about that. But practiced in in Mississippi for for a, lo- a long time. Did a lot of very inspirational work. Did a lot of pro bono work. I think the Butterfly House was uh, built for uh, thirteen dollars a square foot because it was it was donated materials, donated time. It was a f- for a family that really needed a house and couldn't okay. afford it. Uh, and totally pro bono project. Uh, he gave a lot to the world, and uh, he was a true artist, architect. Went on to uh, Auburn, Alabama, uh, founded Rural Studio there, which has done a lot of innovative work over the last 20, 30 years. And he's also uh, the, the, uh, a winner of the MacArthur Genius Award. Wow. Uh, sadly, right before he passed away at, at a too early age of, I believe, 59 from oh, leukemia. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, it sounds like a great man. Uh, yep. he's, he influenced you a lot, as I can hear. Yeah, huge way. Yes. All right, let's continue with the phones before we go to our next break. Let's talk with uh, Sheila in Jackson. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Polk, I've got a lot of questions for you. Just uh, This <laughs> is just an idea that has exponential growth to it. Uh, not only for you know young people that can't that are strapped with um, student debt, mm-hmm. Uh, but retirees that don't want to, uh, you know, if you can have solar panels and don't have to fool with uh, electric bills, the the I say the growth is just exponential. But you kind of before I, you sort of answer my original question about there being development somewhere. Uh, doesn't sound like there really are any yet in Mississippi, but that there are some in the works. And uh, also, how different are these houses from, say, a Katrina cottage, which are mass-produced? Are these mass-produced, coming kits, or are they stick-built? No, they're they're customized, and we uh, everyone is uh, even we we have a couple of factory lines, but even within that, uh, they're customized for the the client. 
so uh, yeah, they would they would come ready to go. But uh, I might want to say here too that uh, we also build shells. So for the DIYers out there, uh, we we could we can do a, a shell that's uh, that's on wheels and has the the frame around it, and maybe windows and doors, maybe the electrical or plumbing or how, however much somebody wants to do, somebody can get a shell and finish it out out themselves. So it really depends on on uh, what your needs are and what you want to do yourself. Uh, some people just want one to show up, ready to go, ready to walk in, and operable. And, and yeah, they can be completely off the grid and uh, drive up, open the door, and live like you've lived there 20 years. Can you make the DIY one Lego so I can do it? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can, you know, because I, I don't, I, my, my, no hammer. My, my hammer swinging skills are not what they should be. Sheila, thank you for uh, calling this morning. We're going to go ahead and take our next break. We're talking with James Polk and Matt Walden. It's all about tiny house life space. And if you want to join the conversation, you can. one mpb ring That's one 672 or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the break. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fixing 101 here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman sitting here with Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Also, Matt Walden and James Polk from Tiny House Life Space. And we're talking all about tiny houses this morning. We got some calls we're about to get to. But if you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go ahead and jump back on the phones and let's talk to Ashley, who has been holding ever so patiently. Thank you for holding, Ashley. How you doing? I'm I'm great. Thanks. How are y'all this morning? Fantastic. Morning. No, we're doing fine. Go, go ahead with your question today. Okay. These tiny houses are very intriguing to me, but I was wondering how, like, self-contained they would be, like, with um, it's sort of a follow-up to the hookup question. Like, what if we wanted to have a piece of land somewhere? How would we get electricity is their generator sewage does it have its own sewage treatment um uh gas for the gas stove that sort of thing how we, would that we, work we can put them together completely off grid if you could imagine a, an rv that has all of its systems uh like a plumbing system it has tanks we can build them with tanks uh, with uh, with a generator uh, solar panels be electrically completely off the grid uh, you know, the plumbing, you'll have to empty your tanks from time to time like like an RV. Mm-hmm. Well, you, but, yeah, well, you also ahead. have uh, – there's a certain number of people that are interested in a compost hole as well. Uh, so that's an option for you. Okay, Ashley, we um, appreciate uh, you calling. That's always a, um, a, a question, like we were saying at the top of the show, with off-grid, on-grid, how would you – hook up and then I guess it also kind of goes with your uh, permitting of where you can be and where you cannot be and um, also about the uh, tiny cities that somebody uh, brought up about any development so you, you I don't I don't know James you can't tell me you don't have any plans for a tiny town <laughs> oh yeah we're, we're uh, working with several people uh, in the the initial stages of communities 
uh, one in Hattiesburg, uh, uh, looking at, at Jackson for uh, a, a tiny house community or two, and uh, revitalization of some of the uh, some of the inner city parts of uh, Jackson. I think uh, tiny houses are very viable uh, building type, uh, and, uh, and we're so we're, we're we're exploring options several places, working with some people here and there. Uh, but we welcome. Uh, people who want to do communities to contact us, and uh, we can help them lay it out and uh, and go through uh, all of the legal issues and the permitting issues, and can take you through that. That's that, that's that's really uh, the paradigm right there. Yeah, I've seen, um, like I said, when I was doing some uh, research about tiny houses, uh, I saw uh, like a little, quick little YouTube clip about um, in Detroit, they're building a, a mm-hmm. tiny, tiny house community. And um, to the, one of the callers points uh, for homeless um, people, you know, going through tough times, they set up a program where they were working out of a shop um um, um, out of a like a, a shelter, and then you it goes towards your you know living inside the house, and mm-hmm. with the price tag of only what for your efficiency model what twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, they were uh, homeowners, yeah. you know, yeah. in a, in a couple of years. Well, good good buddy of mine is the chaplain for a tiny house community in Austin. That's a homeless tiny house community, okay, and. Uh, they have it set up there where uh, there there are work options. Uh, they they make things. They there's a metal shop. There's a wood shop. So uh, people can go there and live for uh, fairly nominal rent, uh, a couple hundred dollars, maybe two hundred fifty dollars. But they can they can pay that off by working in the shop. Oh yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of viable options for homeless communities. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of viable uh, purposes as well for for. I mean, we keep calling them homes uh, and. First and foremost, that's what I enjoy designing the most. But even from a tiny community, that may or may not be uh, just a, a housing development, uh, as as you would normally think a neighborhood, but uh, possibly for companies, um, mm-hmm. oil field. Yeah, uh, there, you know, there's there's, and that brings up something else that we were talking about off off the air. Um, you know, you had mentioned uh, deer camps. Oh yeah, I mean there there are a lot of we're. In my mind, we build tiny homes first and foremost because that's what we enjoy doing. But in the reality of it is, we're building tiny structures, uh, and they may or may not be on wheels, but they're you know they're. Uh, Infinite number of potential uses for them. yeah very very multi uh, multi purpose type of places and uh, talking about making spaces uh, let's talk to Craig in Biloxi uh, he wants to talk about converting a shipping container I've seen this online too into a house uh, good morning Craig how you doing yeah I'm doing good how are you oh we're doing fine today tell us what you got going on well I was just wondering if he uh, has any information on uh, conversion you know, a shipping container conversion or uh, local codes and laws to get that on, uh, to get that approved. Uh, as far as uh, converting a, a shipping container, we actually have a, uh, a person that we're uh, potentially going to be partner, partnering up with uh, out of Houston and is going to be, uh, he's actually going to be doing some of the metal work for us. Uh, and, and we're going to kind of take it from there and develop these into um, whether it be a, a 20 foot or a 40 foot container and, uh, to where it sits alone or they become stackable creating exterior spaces that kind of thing uh so we're we're definitely really excited about that and uh from my point of view 
one thing that I'm really excited about is because I've, I've spent a lot of time building tiny homes on trailers here lately. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's always on my mind is, is the weight of them because you can only go so far okay. before it becomes an issue. Yeah. So I'm really excited yeah. about uh, jumping into this shipping container because that's no longer a problem <laughs> at all. With shipping containers, you you can set them into the grid just like you can set any any house into the grid. You can put the 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 the, the waste into the into the local sewer. You can uh, take water in. You can take electricity in from the local grid. So in terms of 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 the uh, the co- codes, building codes, uh, you you should be perfectly fine with a shipping container. You might run into some issues with zoning, uh, as uh, well. Maybe not zoning so much as um, like if you're in a historic district and there's some some guidelines and or. or Neighborhood Association, their guidelines as to what you can and can't do. That's probably the the biggest area that you got to oh, got to deal with. Okay, but you're good to go with uh, with codes on that. Did yeah. you have any questions uh, specifically uh, as far as no. the? Okay, thank you, uh, thank you, Craig, for uh, joining us uh, this morning. I think we kind of cut off at the end right there. Uh, but that shipping container is always um, something <laughs> that I've seen before. I saw the tiny houses, just how you can kind of convert anything into a, a, a living space, mm-hmm. a dwelling. And you can stack them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always there. Um, might be um, some issues with that if you you know stacking seven or eight tall. You know, like <laughs> right. hey, I don't let's, think, I don't let's think keep you want. I don't think you want a, <laughs> right. uh, a shipping <laughs> container skyscraper. Well, they're actually, but they stack just, them eight tall on a boat. They're designed to go oh, eight tall. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So I can have a house like that? Well, right, right. Well, actually, the the shipping container that we've got coming in uh, here in a few days uh, that we're going to finish out is one that uh, it looks like it's going to go to Puerto Rico. We've got a nonprofit oh, there yeah. that's raising some money for us to do some housing in Puerto Rico and uh, a shipping container. We're we're right down 84 and then 49 into the port of Gulfport, yes. and we can go right out to Puerto Rico and internationally. Oh, so we're re- well positioned to do international work. That's that's pretty nice. Um, I believe we have our friend Timothy on the phone, uh, and he has an experience with a tiny house. Good morning, Timothy. Yes, I've lived off-grid in a tiny house for 10 years, no, 11 years now. I've so always wondered what kind of house. Tim Timothy is one of our regular callers. He lives off the grid in the sw- self, self-proclaimed self swamps of uh, Louisiana. <laughs> and uh, I always wondered if he lived in a tiny house. Yes, it's uh, 12 by 16. Wow, you are, that is tiny. <laughs> yeah, but you've and, probably got all you, you know, need I, there, right? I'm a boat builder. I've lived on boats most mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of correlation between tiny houses and boats. You We've know? learned a lot from boats, yes. Yes, and, you know, you, boats are good. You know, you want to look at how to get the most use out of the smallest space. A boat's the way to do it, you mm-hmm. know. You're exactly right and, about that. And one thing I would recommend on any tiny house is go with a metal roof, a galvalume metal roof. They keep the heat down, you know, and you need that second, you know, the loft for various purposes. So you don't want to, like, turn your loft into an oven. Heat rises and, you know, some good ventilating fans to pull heat out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, those are some good and, tips. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it. It's Sinolet. Okay, well, pre- appreciate you calling in, Timothy, and um, uh, stay keep keep it off the grid, man. I will, man. Y'all have a good day. You too. <laughs> All right, let's keep going with the phones and let's talk to Kay in Clarksdale. Kay, good morning. 
Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? How do I get in touch with this gentleman about tiny homes, and how far out will he come to do an estimate? Okay. Well, uh, you're welcome to give us a call at 601-972-7292. Thanks, Matt. That's at 601-792-9292, or you can go to our website, uh, tinyhouselifespace.com, and there's a place in there where you can contact us. Or tiny house life space at gmail dot com is our direct email. So I think if you if you if you uh, and Google you come us, to the northwest quadrant of the delta. Sure, it, isn't that where it, I, isn't there a a good blues place there? <laughs> In Clark- oh have, yeah, Clarkson. Yes, I, 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 I will come up there for free. <laughs> if you have if you have music nearby, we'll come. Definitely. Okay. Okay. And am I am I allowed to ask another question that has no relation to the tiny home? As long as you keep it clean, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if I'm having roofing issues, is there somebody I can call in for an independent uh, assessment of what I need to get it fixed? I have flat roofs that were improperly installed. Mm. Yes, Kay, um, you would need to find a good roofer that stands behind his work and has flat roof experience. That's the key. So I have to go back to a roofer to get the inspection. Well, I already know I have to get it replaced. You, you, you some want home, someone in the field. Some home inspectors uh, could do that, but uh, I'll just make a pitch for architects here. If if you have a local architect, mm-hmm. uh, somebody in their office can come come out, and uh, and that's completely independent. They're not building it for you. They're just telling you what what what's needed there. And sometimes you need a completely different roof. Well, I've yeah. done a lot of flat roofs that are that leak over time, and and their their products like for instance a uh, uh, a liquid applied uh, membrane roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean think about a. Well, a, I had a Duralast roof that got nailed with the hail, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. they came back and put on you know the not Duralast the white stuff, but mm-hmm. the installation. TPO. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the installation was really, really bad, and I have bad subflooring now. I've got leaking issues. It was put on in 2011. They came back at, out as long as 2015. They told me it was my paint job, that that was why it was leaking. Oh, no. Um, so I just got sold down the river, and I need help. I'm with you on that, James. Sometimes you need a new roof system, maybe a build-up roof. So you can mm-hmm. um, eliminate the problem for good. Well, sorry to hear about that, uh, Kay, but uh, hopefully you can uh, use some of the advice that the guys uh, gave you this morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our last break for the hour. But just like Timothy gave us a few tips, when living in a tiny house, less home means less home improvement. I said it before, 6 8% of tiny house dwellers don't have a mortgage. And you also make the most of your outdoor space because a tiny home kind of pushes you to enjoy the outside and always less clutter because you don't have the room for it. Only the essentials. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk after the break. If you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 This is Fixing 101 here on MPB Think Radio. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back. This is Fix It 101 here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman sitting uh, with my friend Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and my new friends, Matt Walden and James Polk from Tiny House Life Space. We've got a few minutes left, and if you want to join the conversation, you can, you can, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. But um, we did get an email from uh, off the coast, and they say, I am unable to find a builder on the Mississippi coast who is willing to build a small house. It's been a brick wall. Can they look you up, James? Absolutely. In fact, that's uh, one of the reasons I got into this is uh, the the economics are such that uh, builders like to build larger homes because uh, there's just more profit in there and it's a real challenge to make it work on a small home. Uh, So, uh, but we're geared to do that and uh, we can talk to you about uh, prefabbing something, panelizing something, and if if we can't help you out, then uh, I can... Uh, make a few calls and try to find somebody that that can. Now, when it comes to tiny houses, we did have a little conversation off microphone, like most of our best conversations are, um, (laughs) about uh, being safe and sturdy against extreme weather. People think small, they think weak. Is this the case? Well, we we use a building panel that we make ourselves. It's a it's a, not on all of our homes, but uh, but it's a, a fiberglass skin uh, set in a phenolic resin, and it's basically a SIPS, a structurally insulated panel that's passed the uh, the impact test, two hundred mile an hour impact, uh, Miami wow. Dade County impact test. Mm. And uh, so what you do is you strap them down. It's a it's it's just engineering. You 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 can strap them down. But also what we tell people, if if you're on the coast and you're in a tiny house on wheels and a hurricane's coming in, then just hitch it up to your truck and take off. Go north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, who who are um, your customers um, for? Are this are these the college students who don't want the big house or are these the retirees looking for something smaller? You know, it, it really is a wide spectrum. Uh, we, we have uh, people who want to live in them full time. Uh, uh, actually, probably most people have them as as. Uh, 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 second residence, either at their house and have like a mother-in-law's apartment, or for a, a kid or a college kid, or an art studio or something or something like that. You can take them out to a piece of land, use them for a hunting cabin or recreational uh, cabin out in in the wilderness. And uh, I mentioned earlier, we we can do them completely off grid, so you can uh, get a piece of land that's not on the grid and take it out and enjoy country living is a, with a with a reasonably priced second home uh and a really lot of people is, like to travel with them i mean it, you know at, at a certain because you can hitch them up sure and um tailgating and, exactly oh i can see that at the oh at the stadium a full house because because <laughs> these these tiny house uh, these tiny houses are a full house and you can mm-hmm. have it at the stadium. well people ask <laughs> us uh, a lot uh, what's the difference between uh, a tiny house and an rv and uh, if you, if you we're going to post some pictures of, yes, uh-huh. of this. Uh, take a look or go to our website. And uh, what we do is design these to look and feel like houses and operate like houses. When you, when you're in there, you got a you got a feeling of home. Uh, RV has a certain feel, uh, a certain vibe, and we, we have a certain vibe that's uh, that that's, uh, that that we're 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 making it feel like home when it's constructed like a home as well. Right. 
Right, exactly. And, and it functioned like a home, too. Right. Yeah. And our, our bathrooms, too. One of the things that a lot of, a lot of uh, tiny house builders do is sh- shrink everything, in, including the bathroom. But you, when you need some place... Uh, some places need to be a certain size, so we build our bathrooms where you, where, with real tubs, and you can lay down, take a bath, and step back from the mirror and dress. So and, you're telling me it's a full? You can get a, a see this. Well, you a, know the the most popular co- <laughs> comment we have when 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 people round the corner and see the bathroom, it's almost predictable. They say, "Wow." <laughs> say it happens I, every time. Say every I know time. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, we're gonna post. You sent me some pictures, and we're gonna post these um, online. Like I said, when you look in, when you see the picture of the uh, people inside the house, you see the stainless steel uh, appliances in the kitchen and this uh, beautiful bamboo uh, countertop. You have. Um, uh, let's see. We were talking about the tiny houses, also the shipping containers. What else is coming coming down the pipe? Tiny house uh, life space. Well, uh, are you going to three D print we're, homes? <laughs> uh, maybe. I know uh, we, we, we might about get into bit. that, but uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we're uh, just go go to our website and take a look, and you'll see what we're doing. And uh, uh, we've got some communities coming up, and. Uh, you're talking about the 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 people in in the tiny house. We go to these tiny house festivals, and <laughs> and uh, we we had a uh, a music jam uh, in one of our tiny houses after the festival's over. We have a photo with 14 people in the main room. That's my question. Five yeah, guitars well, and a mandolin. How many? Woof. That's in uh, 196 square feet. In 196 so, square feet. So just just for instance, if I get a tiny home, could I add on to it? You know? Sure. Yeah. So you know what? You're not really stuck with a tiny home. You can and you can put them together. You can put them. We do put two together and put a sunroom between them. Well, we uh, (laughs) appreciate y'all for coming uh, today because I know you made a bit of a drive. James Polk and Matt Walden from Tiny House Life Space. But thanks for having us. That's the end of our show. Fixing 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by generous contributions for listeners like you. Our board operator today was Liz Gill, and our call screener was Kevin Farrell. For Dale Moore, I'm Java Chapman. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo coming to you in just a few minutes. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.